Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome to One and All. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Act and Action and, and Cultural Transformation. We've got a great show here. Richard Barron, my partner, I'm Michael Bailey. And we're here to talk about stoicism. What does it mean to be a stoic leader? We find uh, that there's a lot of different kinds of leadership styles out there. We uh, we actually promote the idea that you're more than one style, uh, but there's a lot of crazy styles out there too. That I don't know if I call them leadership or just like watch out. Yeah, kind of I stuff would. Going yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if leadership's the right term, but uh, yeah, I don't know it, 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 it. Yeah. No, I would say it's not. Just to be clear. So, but yeah, this I, one I, I wouldn't stoic. even call them a circus act. Because I wouldn't want to offend the circus people. Clowns <laughs> yeah. are sensitive people. They, they can hurt you sometimes. Yeah. You know that. Yes, so. they can. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about stoicism. What is this stoicism and being a stoic leader all about? It, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's almost a foreign approach to what we see in leaders today. It's so different. I'm going to go through seven different points here to talk about these things. Um, Let's begin here. What is stoicism? Um, you know, it's those sto- those principles that we have: being stoic, being being firm, being steadfast, um, being honorable in a lot of ways. Uh, honorable leadership, um, firm in your belief, firm in your uh, your who you are as a person. Yeah, there really is a, a great level of maturity about being a stoic leader, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of other awareness, a lot of ability to manage yourself, a lot of ability to get yourself being that person who can work independently, who's just really a mature, grown-up person when you really get down to it. They're just very mature. They're very, um, they've got a perspective about life, about being responsible about for themselves, and also being aware of uh, their influence on other people and how that influence affects other people. They have a they've they've got a great they've got a great perspective, and to bring that kind of that kind of perspective to leadership, I think um, is what this discussion is going to be about, so that we can help you folks out there understand. Uh, we talk a lot about classical leadership, classical leadership training. This is it. In many ways, this is like the heart of classical leadership training. So let's start here. Number one point. We're going to talk about seventies focus on what you can control. I suppose that's in contrast to what you can't control. 
Um, you know, it, it goes on to say that you can't control the outcome of a situation, but you can control your own personal perspective and perception of it. Um, that's a very interesting thought. Um, letting negative feelings run away with with our our emotions, when uh, especially on some things that we can't control, it's beyond our control. And that's really what this is about. Focus on what you can control, which is yourself, essentially yourself, your emotions, your self-perception, everything about who you are, because we can't always make the outcome what we want it to be. And a lot of times those are going to be negative outcomes. Right. And so part of that whole thing is stop acting like you know everything. Exactly. Yeah. Don't. uh, don't pretend that you know everything. You know, that, that goes back to that imposter syndrome we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretending that you've got all the answers or, or trying to make others believe that you have all the answers. And then you see a lot of these people that are like that, Michael, they fall apart when things don't go their way or things don't turn out the way they want it to. Um, and really, this is about controlling yourself, focusing on what you can control. Right, because if you if you have just it's got to go this way, that means you probably only have one play in this particular situation. Yeah. Being a leader, you might have a second one as a backup. However, if you've got a number of tools that you can work with, you know, you can say this based upon what I'm seeing here. I think this is the way it's going to go. Let's make that decision. Let's have that. Let's see where it goes with that. And if it doesn't work out, it's going to be one of those things where I can always change my mind based upon the information that I now have. What I see has turned out. And so that takes a great deal of humility. And interestingly enough, it also takes a great deal of confidence without having to be right or to force things. Right. And and it, there's a quote here at the end that says, quit worrying about what could go wrong and start looking at how to make things right. You know, quit worrying that it's going to, everything's going to fall down around us. Yeah, that's right. I think there's a, there's a lot of power in just being able to, Watch things play out and be able to adjust accordingly. By the way, this is from the Daily MBA that we're taking this information from. They've got an article online, and it is called specifically Seven Stoic Principles Every Leader Needs to Adopt. Let's take the second one on. Two, take action and lead by example. How about this one? Well, this is, you know, this in a lot of ways, this goes back. The opposite of this is that toxic boss. That micromanager, do what I say, just get it done. And, you know, instead, the opposite of that is you you really can't expect your employees to meet expectations that are beyond what you personally are willing to do. You have to, you know, stoke leaders, they know that one of the greatest parts of leadership is showing others how to do it and how it's done by putting in the same level of effort, being on the team. Being in the trenches, shoulder to shoulder, showing them that right. I can do this. The reason why I'm I'm helping you learn this is because I know how to. I've done this, and let me show you how it's done. Not let me tell you how it's done. Yeah, there's your street cred right there. Yeah, you know how to do it. You know how to get it done. You know how to get it done well. And uh, and the other thing that about that is that you're not looking for praise. You're not looking to be. Uh, you know, you're such a great boss. You're such a you're so great at this. That's not the point of setting the example. 
It's more to give them permission as well as to show them that they can do it. And that's going to be worth their time to invest in learning how to do it and to learn how to do it well. Yeah. That it's that this effort's going to pay off, not only for them, but for the team. Yep. And here's the thing is it's your team knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that if needed, you're going to be right there with them no matter what. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're not exempt. You're not outside. You are part of the team. Right. Yep. Let's take a look at this third one here. Be virtuous and put aside your ego. Is that even possible for leaders? You know, here's the thing. Is <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's I, I know it's possible for good leaders. Sure. And here's the thing. The good leaders realize that they're infallible. That they're not perfect. That things are, you know, we all have our faults. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. And that's one of the things that we work on, Michael, with people is helping them pass that vulnerability decision to really get in deep to find out what their strengths and weaknesses are. And if there's ever been an ego buster, it's when you really set aside and really take a look at the things that you're you're good at and not so good at. And some of the things you may not be so good at or some of those things you really thought, man, you had a handle on. And it turns out that they're your your gaps. Yeah, that can be a surprise. And it's yeah. going to be, I think what comes to my mind, it, it is the infallible leader that you got to watch out for. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because there's Absolutely. a lot of baggage that comes along with that besides thinking or believing or promoting themselves as perfect. They got it all together. You know, they got that, they got that shiny badge. Uh, they do. <laughs> check check out my badge. <laughs> that's exactly right. Let me, let me pull it out of my wallet and show you. <laughs> you. You missed that yesterday. Let me show it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the other thing is because they, they can have that kind of attitude. They often thinks that, think that they are the ones who should get all the, the kudos, yeah. all the cheers, all the, all the cheers. credit. Yeah. That's right. And so it's this other one that's, and put aside their ego and share, you know, the celebrations, yes. share yeah. the accomplishments. That's a big thing for teams. That's a huge thing for teams because you don't get things accomplished without teamwork, right? If you're on a team and the team makes a great win, you celebrate that with everybody. It's not just one person on the team that gets to celebrate. You know, if you win a championship in baseball or something like that, it's not just the coach who gets the trophy. The accolades, right? Yeah, that's right. And being virtuous, that's being grateful for those opportunities to celebrate those wins with your team. Yes, yeah, that word virtuous is kind of has changed its meaning over time. Uh, and really, essentially, what it meant was go about doing good. You know, good leaders are do good. They just don't talk about good, but they're going out there and every day they're working with their teams and they're doing good, building up the team, making the, you know, getting stuff out of the way, helping them learn the skills that they must learn, helping them to connect with each yeah. other, learning how to help uh, everybody improve. Yep. That's all the good stuff yep. that the stoic leader is going to be doing. There's something interesting here. This this statement, I want to read this statement. It says, when stoic leaders do promote themselves, 
It's because they're quick to take responsibility for a failure or miscommunication and make sure that everyone knows where the mistake happened. Take responsibility. How much do you see that going on these days? Um, I see a lot just the other, man. The economy's doing great because of me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't notice that you're spending $7,000 or more yeah. this, this year than you were doing a year or two ago. That That's not real. Yeah, no, that's not real. Seven, eight thousand dollars more a year. No, and Unbelievable. The, the, the sad thing we can see this globally. Yeah, that it's always the other guy's fault. It's the guy that came before me. It's his fault. It's their fault. It's that group's fault. It's this group's fault. There's no such thing as taking responsibility. When was the last time we've ever saw? Anybody in some of these global leadership positions take responsibility for their own actions. Yeah, or the mess. Or the, the huge mess. mess. Absolutely. It's always someone else's. It's always and the unless, people's fault. Yeah. And, and unless you learn how to take that responsibility, yeah. you really can't do anything about it. Right. Because you yourself yeah. are a victim. And that's yeah. that's kind of what we talked about as we talked about doing this, this, this uh, podcast about stoic leaders. And it's the idea of, are we, do we have stoic leaders, which we're describing here, or are they victim leaders? Do they play the victim card? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was me? I, I don't think there's much, many, many things out there that are more obnoxious, in my opinion, than the leader who plays the victim. Absolutely. Um, you know, we just kind of saw this a year or so ago. And, uh, and now the CEO and, and some of his cronies are gone because they had created this absolutely toxic culture yeah by blaming everything that happened on everybody else yeah that's right yeah i, I think in some degree even those things that uh this horrible conflagration of uh, that's happened over in maui I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of finger pointing oh yeah i'm not seeing a whole lot of hey we did it it's our fault we screwed up. We really screwed up this time and stepping forward. Right. Now, see, if they did that, they did that, that, that lead to this next number four here, uh, practice resilience when faced with failure. See, that, that's a tough call. It's a tough call to say, I screwed up. Now it's a tougher call when you got to clean up the mess and you got to bounce back. This and is very interesting. Absolutely. This is very interesting. He says, Stoicism is founded on the idea that happiness isn't found in the pursuit of external objects or circumstances, but in how people react and adapt in response to life circumstances. Kind of just what you were saying. How do we how do we respond to these? How do we adapt to these? Uh, you know, it's it's not my fault. It's their fault. Instead of really adapting to what's going on and coming together as a group to really you know, get this fixed. Resilience is one of those things, Michael, that you talk a lot about with grit and, and determination and some of those things. You know, real stoic people don't they don't go out to avoid failure because they know that failure in a lot of ways is going to help them grow. Now we don't go out, we don't wake up in the morning and say, Well, I'm gonna to fail today. But what if it does, and it, when we do, 
it's not about crumpling or falling to the ground. It's about how we can practice resilience. Yeah, what can I learn from? Termination, yes. See, there's the difference right there. That stoic leader is going to go after. What do, What can I learn? What did What went wrong? What did we do wrong here? What are some mistakes? Let's go after it. What can we now learn and what can we improve rather than running and hiding away under the desk, shutting the door and saying, do not disturb. Let me know when you got it cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me when it's safe to come out again. <laughs> you know, this This is real, another interesting comment here. It says anxiety over the possibility of failure is what guarantees it will happen. The stoic philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that whole thing. You, you attract what you fear. Yeah. Yeah. Or you attract that which you're going after you, de you desire. Okay, good. There's some really good stuff here. Let's take a look at number five here. Act with empathy and understanding. You would think that somebody who is stoic was unfeeling. It was just the facts. Just go do what you have to do. Get it done. Let's make sure things are happening and going on. Let's let's just be the tough guys, you know. However, that's not it at all. This you talk about act with empathy and understanding. This this stoic leader is actually going to go out there and find people to sharpen their ability to be empathetic and understand people, their yes. opinions, their different points of view. They're not going to just steal up and not care. They're going to go out there and make those connections, real connections. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we all often hear that empathy is one of those critical elements of a, of a great leader. Great leaders are empathetic. They have empathy. The one thing about having empathy, though, and understanding is being on that level with these people that, are, that might have the same st the struggles we're all going through, right? We're all going through this together. I've been here. We're here again. The true mark of a great leader is being able to bring his, the, everybody out of that. Okay, we've had our time. We, we've, we've talked about this. We're down in the dumps. We can't stay here. Let's go. Let's figure your way out. Yeah, I, I think that's very, very true. I told you I'm watching this one series. It's, uh, it's over now, but it's went on for about seven, eight years called Suits. And there's one character in there. I like, it's a great show. You like it? Yeah, suits is great. Yeah, Harvey. Okay, Harvey. Sometimes yeah. he just seems like a, just a tough nut. You're not going to get through to him. But man, he keeps showing up again and again and again. He is that guy that keeps pushing her forward. He gets angry with his people when they don't tell him what's going on so he can help them clean it up and take care of it. Yes. You know, you know, I'll take care of it. You know, you you go go do this and and he'll go in and he'll do the heavy lifting because they just can't. They don't know how to get there. But he does not abandon his people. I like that. I like that, Kerry. I think he's got yeah. a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. So he does that with empathy and he does that with understanding. You yeah. might not see it. You might not see those that working going on, but you see what he does and then the outcomes that he creates. So, you know, that's a that's a good example. And uh and it's a tough one because on one hand, he goes after the results. I want to win. But yeah. at the same time, he's taking his people with him. Yep. You know, and I've seen this in business before, Michael, where something may happen. You know, I, I'm not going to give a specific example, 
but it could have been the result of negligence. Could have been the result of not paying attention. Could have been the result of, of trying to jump ahead, skip steps. Doesn't matter what it is. The problem is, is it creates an issue for everybody, right? Creates an issue now that has to be resolved. And it's not just an issue that that revolves around those people or that team or that area that may have created the problem. Here's the thing is when when people realize, okay, there's been a problem made, there's been a problem, we've got to now come together to fix that. And that's what these these true stoic, empathetic leaders do. They approach the problem with a positive intent. It doesn't matter how we got there. They're not going to chide the people. They're not going to waste their energy at that time chiding those people who or that team or, or whatever it might have been that created that problem. You know, that's an issue you can deal with later on. But at the, the moment, it's time to act. It's not time to, to, to point fingers. Right. It's not time to, uh, to criticize. It's time to come together. Okay, there's a problem. We got to get out of here. How do we do this? Yep, that's exactly right. I, I love that. That's a great description. Thank you so much. Let's go to this next one here. Eliminate toxic emotions and their effects. Boy, that's a tough one because those toxic <laughs> emotions can take over and they can run the house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, bottom line is there's enough stress in the workplace today already. There's enough stress in people's lives. And that constant stress, if, if leaders are constantly stressing, creating a bunch of anxiety, running around, you know, with their head on. Who did we talk to not long ago? And I, I don't remember who it was, but you probably remember this story. That their their uh, leader, whoever it might have been, their their plant manager, or I can't remember exactly what title they had. If he walked into work with his hat turned around backwards, everybody knew. You don't talk to that guy today. That was his sign. Don't bug me. Remember that? Go on. Remember that. But if his hat and he always wore a ball cap. If his, if oh, his yes, yes, I think I do. Yes, I do. Normal. Now. He he was in a good mood. He was approachable. But if it was turned around backwards, man, steer clear. Someone should have taken that guy's hat and hit it from him. <laughs> you know, uh, because that, that creates, that instantly created a negative emotions on the team for that day or for that week or whatever it might have been. Well, not only that, you're always wondering when he comes, when he shows up, which way is his hat going to point? And so that yeah. in itself causes a kind of disturbance and yeah, what, anxiety, what waiting. Exactly. Anxiety, waiting. He walks in the door with his hat packers. Oh, crap. You know, today's going to suck. Think about that. That's really very manipulative. It's 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 very childish. I think it is childish. You're right. Very childish. Immature. Yes. It and is. that that's that right off away. You got to eliminate that. Get rid of your hat. Yeah, you know. And so hat. maybe though everybody's listening to us, figuratively speaking, get rid of your hat. That's right. Just don't show do up. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this leads to the next one here. Seven. Never blame others. Shoulder the burden. Interesting. We're doing with that. Yeah. And th this is, this is, this kind of goes back to some of these others, uh, especially um, the one being virtuous and putting aside your ego. 
that when stoic leaders show up, it's really to take the blame, to say, hey, I made this mistake. And here's the thing. Never blame others. Never blame others. When we blame others, it it simply means, you know, that comes a lot of that imposter syndrome, right? We're going to blame you. And this is one of the things that even comes to corporate culture that we work with. In culture, if, if there really is a problem with your culture, it's top down. It's top down. As the CEO goes, so does the culture of the company. As the senior leadership goes, so does the culture of the company. But yet we've seen a lot of these assessments that have been put out there by different parts of the organization and essentially been weaponized. We are looking for the problem. And it's it's Bob in accounting or it's Sally in shipping. Never taking the blame for where the blame lies. We're going to point our finger someplace else. Um, the, 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 the stoic leaders, Michael, when they shoulder the blame, they ensure that every member of the team feels supported. Not that they're going to be fired or that they're going to be publicly humiliated. And we've seen this before, publicly humiliated because, dang it, I'm blaming you. You see, when somebody steps up and says, listen, I'll take the hit on that. It's not that, they, that they're saying, beat me down instead. That's not what they're saying. They're going to say, this is where it stops. It's not going any deeper into my team or my department. It stops here because I'm stopping it. It's me. I took, I'm, ta- I'm taking a hit on this. And here's what we're going to do about it. See, it's the ability not only to take the hit, but it's also the power to do something about it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a critical thing. And if a, a level, uh, other upper levels of management then don't want you to do it, they don't want you to make the correction. They just want you to go find somebody to blame them and fire them. You've got to stop that and say that's not how we do things. If that's the way you want to do things, things I am not going to be here. I'm here to get a job done. I've got a healthy team that I got to take care of. We got to make things happen. But if you're going to play your little political games, that's not going to happen. We're done because I'm going to do it this other way. And if you got to fire me, fire me. But I'm going to do the right things. Now, that's that. That's what we're talking about with these stoic leaders. They'll take the hit, but they're also going to go fix it in the right way with the people, with them, yeah. working with them to make it better. Here's the thing. Why in any situation imaginable would you take the people who are trying to support you who are trying to make the organization successful all working together as a team and throw them under the bus because you screwed up exactly why would you do that and if you're doing that you don't deserve the position you're in and that leads into a very interesting character characteristic you might say that great leaders have about their teams they care about them they and they even it. have they even have a particular kind of affection for each person on the team, meaning that they that they see that person as as they matter, that they're interested in them, not just as a function doing something, but they matter to them as a person. They know these people, they understand these people, they want the best for these people. Yeah. So if you care about people, if you really have an affection for them, and you've been working with them and developing developing and all that you can, you just don't see them as someone or something that you throw away. No, they're a critical key piece of that team puzzle. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what great leaders, stoic leaders in this case, understand. We've got hard things, difficult things, challenging things to do. You're a part of this team. 
We have high expectations. We expect you to rise up to those. And we're going to help you in that rising up of your performance and your character of who you are to be a part of this team because this is where you belong. Michael, how can we help people be stoic leaders? Well, they can begin a conversation with us to find out where they are in terms of being that grown-up, mature person, Absolutely. what kind of leaders they already are, what kind of talent they have, where we can see uh, where's the great stuff that's happening, where's the stuff that's great that could be even greater, and where are the things that are kind of falling apart on them, where they're feeling that stress, they're feeling that anxiety, they're feeling that nervousness. Uh, maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I just don't have it. We can start showing them this is where it is. This is how we turn those things around. You do have what it takes. You just have yet to develop it. We can help you become that man, that woman leader that you want to become. Get a hold of us. And is it hard? It can be. It, it, it is much harder if you're tempted to do it on your own. There you go. Yep. But if you've got the map, if you got, and I don't want to say the book per se, but if you got the methodology and the processes and you're working with somebody that's done this with other people that understand the territory, understand those inroads, those places to stay away from, those places they hit it hard. If you've got somebody who's got that experience, it's much easier. And the clarity of the work becomes much easier to see and therefore much easier to go and do. You can find Michael at michaelbailey.com. That's M-A-I-K-E-L bailey.com. Richbarronexecutivecoaching.com. It's like Michael said, reach out to us. Let's have that conversation. Let's help you find a path that you can go down to success. And you know what? We're going to walk on that path with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we do, and you'll find out, it's hard work, but it's also a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It, it, absolutely. Enjoy. Yep. Anyway, Dearborn, Michigan. Michael, shout out to Dearborn, Michigan today. All right, Dearborn. And as always, our friends in Frankfurt, um, Maine. Over there in Germany. <laughs> always. Yeah. People. Great people. Steady. Yep. Steady. <laughs> okay. We are at the end of another rousing episode of uh, another stoic episode, maybe I should say, of Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. So until next time, take care of each other. That's why we're here. Leaders, we got to take care of those people around us. We truly do. Yep, it's got to happen. So leaders lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.